Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. gentlemen welcome to the wine men podcast i'm totsky i'm tito we got some very very special guests at the dining room table here today who do we got i'm nolan and janine welcome uh welcome we got one podcast virgin yes first yes. time oh first time so we gotta do the initiation again oh no what did we decide on what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> Are you making this up? Oh, yes, I was. And I was hoping Tito was a good enough actor to kind of go with it, but he's behind the camera Come guy. Up with an idea. There's a reason he's behind the camera guy. Come up with something quick and save me, but it never yeah. happens. Uh, uh, welcome, guys, to the dining room table. And it's kind of a somber moment that you guys are here, I believe. It's a uh, somber occasion. Yeah. Occasion? Moment? Yeah, I guess it's an occasion. Yeah. The uh, it's sad because you guys are actually departing this uh, this fairy tale land. Literally right <laughs> after the show, it's just like I'm gone. Fuck this place. <laughs> Pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever you get it produced, yeah, we'll be probably be gone. No, we're gonna post her. We're gonna post her tomorrow. And uh, oh, okay. Oh, oh we well, we'll got five days. Then we can piss a lot of people off. <laughs> do we? Do we know uh, who's who's taking your spot? Or no, really? Well, uh. It'll probably be Chris in the meantime. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what happens after right. I leave, but Chris will probably be a week from Tuesday. Cool. He'll be there. He's not very happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> He's not not happy with me. He doesn't like mornings. He's yes. not a morning person, and you got to get up really early. Well, you guys have always been there. Like when you took over the show, like you were there. But did it? You kind of set the precedence, did you? Like when did it always start? No, I think we. You'd be texting me at like four in the morning. Oh yeah, like, no, you I'm, there, show? I'm, I'm just like, four. oh yeah. shit. We start most morning shows start at six. Mm-hmm. That's when a morning show starts. Uh, I think uh, there's some in town that start at five thirty. Because traffic here by five is kind of a big, is big you gotta deal. Be on the ball. Yeah. That's why we we started at at five always, and yeah. So well, it's true because you're right. It's more, most morning shows I know in a lot of larger centers starts at six. Yeah, but anyone that works at its site is you're on the road at five o'clock in the morning, right? Well, and that's our, when everyone's listening to the show. Right? And our afternoon drive extends to to nine p.m. Our, our afternoon drive shift, right? Mm. Because if traffic's bad, then. Everyone's stuck. Everybody's stuck, right? Well, so, it's yeah. Just goes yeah. to show you what Fort Mac is. Really yeah, you like got to adjust to to your surroundings, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I, I would like to say that I think probably we're one of the exceptions, probably to those rules in all the country, right? Because really, oh, who definitely. else is getting up at fucking four a.m. to go? Yeah, to work? there's not many. There's not many. Yeah, it's uh, besides us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, so it, let's put you. Let's take it all the way back to the start. You're born in. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when did you come to her? Uh, You've said this before. 2005. Actually, I just had my nine-year. Uh, March of 2005, I came up here 
to work for OK Radio Group, which uh, owned the stations uh, Rock 97.9. It was Kix 98 at the time. And uh, Country 93.3, which uh, CJOK. Yeah. Uh, and I worked for them. I started off there. Uh, I was just doing afternoon news. And uh, so I, I did that for a while and then got thrown into the morning show to co-host with Kenny Jones. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I did uh, Barron's play-by-play as well. I got thrown into that. Well, that's right, too. A month after I got here. <laughs> I wasn't anticipating doing that. Did you ever have like, play-by-play history before? Uh, yeah, no, I did I did it for about five, six years back home. I did Junior A for oh, okay. our Est event. So it's not but, like brand uh, new. Guy that like, was, go do guy, this. Yeah. The guy that was doing it uh, actually got, got let go just before the league championship series. Oh. And uh, my boss at the time, Kelly Boyd, came in and he's like, well, I'll just let him go. Um, <laughs> I believe I saw that you had play-by-play on your resume. I was like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, well, you're the guy. You're going to Camrose tomorrow. <laughs> so, uh, so I was... Uh, so do you travel? Did you travel with the team? Or no, I, at that time I didn't, and we only did when I did play by play for the Barons. It wasn't nearly as extensive as it is now. Oh, okay, uh, we did Saturday night home games during the regular season, and then we traveled all the time during the playoffs. But I, I generally drove myself because I traveling with the team. I you're kind of at their beck and call and their their schedule, and I was like, I'm going to be on the road, and I have all this downtime. I want to. I'm in Edmonton. I want to do what I want to do, yeah. right? Like, I'll be at the game. You don't worry yeah, where I'm at. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be prepared. And you're on a bus with a bunch of fucking high school students, too, so well, you probably get good liquor. Probably be <laughs> or the you'd have to buy it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're in Grasslands. All right, where's the radio guy? Yeah. Go to the stone. Go get some beer. No. The question would probably be like, you're not on the bus, are you? That's, like, <laughs> that's a big Grassland question. Yeah. Can't give liquor to people on the bus. <laughs> oh, that's right, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a hard and fast. That's cruel, is it? Yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, that's where it started, anyways. So, the uh, I there's a picture I think you posted of the old Kicks ninety eight logo, and I completely forgot that that was the radio station logo since I can remember being yeah. in like the the early nineties. We found a few weeks ago. We actually found a whole bunch of old T shirts. Oh, really? Yeah. That and and I remember like when I first got here, I was I was uh, I loved playing ball. I played softball and slow pitch back home. I was like, man, we need a baseball team. And so that was our uniform or the Kicks 98 t-shirts. Board. It's like, yeah, I'll sponsor you. Here's a bunch of t-shirts and, and hats. And so I think I had about 15 of those shirts oh, at one point. And yeah, I remember uh, we used to, growing up, I lived on Rowan Street down the bottom of Thickwood. And I remember the radio station would do, a, and I remember it was fucking O'Toole, Dan O'Toole. Yeah. Uh, they were doing this big Christmas thing where like who, they would give a fucking... A, not a bunch of money, but some kind of award for like the best Christmas lights. And every year, the guy just down the street would have the Kicks ninety eight logo in Christmas lights. <laughs> and, and like, I'm like the ultimate version of sucking up, right? And I'm like, fucking, when you know it, he would win like every fucking year because they would call Ross Haven like Candy Cane Lane of, yeah. of Fort McMurray at one point. I don't know if it still is or not, but being such a, I think it's with Buffalo butt. now. Like we went down to see those lights at Christmas, and they were pretty awesome. They down had, at the they had the singing house and stuff down there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. on like YouTube. My parents yeah. saw it back home. Really? Yeah. They well, they got like, that huge mansion there in that one spot. There was like literally that Roman style. Oh, I never what, saw that. One. Really? There's like a fountain. Literally, it's like they got the fountain in the middle and the head, like the driveway. Who lives there? One around it. Every time I walk up there, there's not a single light in that fucking house, and we're going on like five, six years. Well, they spend it all on Christmas lights. They can't yeah. afford it. <laughs> <laughs> who? I wonder who must live there. It must be a prominent family. 
it's fuck. I don't know, man. But the house is definitely worth like, a few million, and there's cameras all over. the And place, this is too. in Fort Murray that it's worth a few. Million. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's two or three million, I guess, in that spot. So, so that means it has a yard. <laughs> Actually, it's funny you mention that. It doesn't look like much of a yard. The house covers probably every square inch of the property. That's cool. It's cool you mentioned like Dan O'Toole. I don't know if people realize the amount of awesome radio talent that has come through here. Like it's pretty. Like, when I started out, uh, we had Adam Thompson was doing mornings. He's now the program director of Indie, uh, the new Indie station in Toronto. Oh, nice. nice. Um, he was doing mornings on Kicks 98. Kenny Jones was doing mornings on Country. He's in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, I have him on Twitter. Yeah. I don't remember I had him at um, all. Uh, Mike Evenson has, was doing afternoons. He's in uh, Kamloops now. Chris Pride was there. He's in uh, uh, Summerside PEI. Uh, Ross Jacobs, who went on to be the GM of the New Cap Stations. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lim is now known as Kevin Lim. And he is actually in Kelowna. Oh wow! And but he's going to Vancouver at the end of March here to do a morning show in, in, in Vancouver. Like when I started, we had an unbelievable staff. Like it was. Was Dan actually on the air, or was he Dan just the play-by-play guy for the Barons? Just the sports, right? Uh, yeah, they had a different position back then. It was sports, and then I think he co-hosted both morning shows or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. himself in the morning. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> I did that for a while. It was just sports. Sorry, the reason why I remember yeah. it so predominantly because I wasn't a huge radio guy growing up in, in high school, but I just remembered Dan O'Toole because I remember listening to the Barons games because I know growing up, like we used to go to the Barons games, but I also bring the Walkman at the time. Yeah, yeah, and listen to the play. And actually, that's kind of a cool experience when you listen to play the play. And live, and live at a game yeah. it's a big yellow fucking Walkman oh no I remember and, uh, yeah and I remember so distinctly because the fucking glass came out so like yeah. you, can t- you can like touch the actual uh, you can like touch the actual tape right yeah and I just remember uh, my buddy one of my best friends in high school Craig Vogel uh, fucking apparently the guy's car broke down uh, and it was Dan and someone else I don't know who it was uh, and uh, so they walk up to my buddy's house and uh, it was just my buddy and his brother there at the time right like no parent yeah. and they knocked on the door and they're just like hi we're from the radio and, nah. and, and fucking Darcy being being Darcy he's just like and they're like we need help we got a flat tire and Darcy's like well I don't care and then slam the door in their face like just being a real prick right but that was like yeah. the punk movement that we were into in high school right it was just <laughs> being like, a jerk yeah it was the asshole movement I guess is what you want to call it but uh, that's why I remember just so distinctly being Dan O'Toole because I'm like who were they he's like I don't know some fucking O'Toole guy meanwhile <laughs> no, his, his two million dollar fucking <laughs> yeah, a year contract in LA well and then we went to school with Scotty Upshaw so you're saying too. you're setting us up for failure if we ever get that, that much recognition <laughs> yeah <we're> totally <laughs> hey we're from the YMM podcast oh I fucking <laughs> remember you guys <laughs> I can get that now I, 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 I you can totally see that happening to me. I walk up to hours. Hey, I got a flat tire. I'm a rock ninety seven nine. Yeah, go fuck. <laughs> We actually had, like, there was a data tool that I went to high school with, or I went to elementary and high school with Scotty Upshaw, uh, and we know one, like, I was in that whole fucking punk, stupid group, no, right? And it was just like, what? <laughs> the way you put it, you're like, oh, I was into the whole, I'm like, no, you weren't. The punk group, yeah, it was, it was the, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that, that wasn't really punk. Yeah, no, we've discussed this. I, oh, it was, before. dude, fucking nine, nine uh, years of Warped wannabes, Tour, man. fucking straight wannabes, fucking it was, wannabes. actually. <laughs> I wanted to be. You know why? Because because Limp Biscuits were a bunch of wannabes. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> You're gonna make them cry. Uh, that was my fucking high school, man. 1999. <laughs> Number one fucking album. I have Jump no idea what you're making fun of. Yeah. <laughs> I was making a point. And I can't remember what it was. Jeannie, <laughs> uh, let's talk to you because these guys are pricks. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what, when did you come here? What, uh, January 2008. I'm one of those stories that I came for a four-month work term and have been here for six years. Like so, right in the boom, too, hey? Oh, yeah. Came right at the head of it. I was recruited in college. Um, like literally, but they like yeah, they came down with pizzas and beer for college kids. I was like, where do I sign up? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I, I'm kind of curious to how that works. Like how Fort Murray markets itself to like colleges around pizza like, and beer. Is that what it oh, is? Oh yeah. Well, they, yeah, they, they opened tab at Boston Pizza in St. John's, and <laughs> we all signed up. <laughs> well, yeah, because Phil Marr was actually down doing recruiting uh, in Halifax, and you're right. I'm actually curious to how do you say the land of pizza and beer, <laughs> which it really is. Except then there's too much pizza and beer. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of pizza options. Yeah. So you're, they recruited you right from... Yeah, they came down and they were like, hey, we got this job and um, you can come up. And we were desperate for people, basically, like every industry is up here. So Especially at that time. Yeah, exactly. And they were just like, we'll put you into... I was a sur- I'm a surveyor by trade, so we'll put you into a survey position and... Um, back in Newfoundland, where I'm from, St. John's, like you'd be ten years before you got that sort of opportunity. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go try wow. it out. Why not? And uh, that's, I can't, uh, that's interesting. Not really yeah. knowing anything about this place. Never Nothing. heard of it. I just uh, I first time I was ever in Fort McMurray. I showed up at the Fort McMurray airport. I slipped on the runway because they landed on the tarmac and it was icy as fuck. And it was <laughs> lost. <laughs> it was minus forty and it was freezing. And I was like, stood up with my bags and I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> but I uh, I'm coming to really love this town. The opportunities I've had here have been you, amazing. You get that expression a lot. I think I've I've heard a lot of people say that in various factors. It's either if it's the the drive up where it's like they're encountering all the wide loads and like, what am I getting myself into, yeah. or like. Well, it's totally culture airport. shock, right? What the fuck am I getting myself into, right? Yeah, well, I'm one of the people that are from Newfoundland, but I grew up in St. John's. Like, a townie. A townie. I'm a townie. Yeah. And we've had every, like, you know, we had Costco and big move, 12 Cineflex movie theaters and every amenity you could ever want. And then I moved up here and I'm like, oh my God, there's only Walmart. Where do I buy my clothes? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, it was a total shock. Because I get some people from Newfoundland, they come up, they don't even have, like, McDonald's or anything in their town so they come here and they're like we got a Walmart yeah, and me I was like oh my god what am I going to do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you come from city life so at least you had that going for you because yeah. you're right a lot of people do come from Greats Cove or, or any of those small Joe Bat's Arm is, is my favorite term I'm like yeah so he's from Joe Bat's Arm Newfoundland <laughs> I get a lot of Stephenville yeah <laughs> I'm from Stephenville I'm from Stephenville uh huh <laughs> What was your first reaction, step and foot? Have you heard of this place before? Uh, what happened was, it was interesting to me, because I, I was doing radio in my hometown. And when you do radio in your hometown, anybody's going to tell you you're good. Because, you know, you, you, they went to high school with you. It's just cool. Oh, my buddy's on the radio. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if I was any good. Right? Mm. I never... And I've been doing it for six, seven years. And... I kind of wanted to see if I was good. I wanted to measure myself, right? Mm. So I put a talent for hire ad on a radio job board. I said, I'm a small market guy looking to move up to a, a larger market. And I got a bunch of emails that day. Wow. And there was, yeah, it's funny. You get some where you know you're not going to have a sh- uh, hope in hell. Like I got one from Ottawa. And <laughs> there's one from Saskatoon that was really interesting, but I couldn't because our company had a, an agreement with the company that, sent me the email in Saskatoon that they wouldn't poach people from our our company so couldn't knew I couldn't do that one um, and then I think well, so when they emailed you they don't know who you work for like, yeah oh, it was okay. it was a, yeah it was a, just an anonymous thing yeah, yeah so um, 
and I think Fort St. John and oh, wow. uh, Fort McMurray was the other one. So the the Fort McMurray one, I talked to Fort uh, the Fort McMurray one. They were hiring right away. So uh, it was a guy by the name of Rudy Paraconiac who uh, hired me. And I actually had an interview with Rudy, and then I had an interview with Kelly Boyd. He was the GM, and he. I come from a company where sales was like the superstars on air. Yeah, you're kind of an afterthought. We could put anybody in that chair. Kelly Boyd, as a general manager, had been on the air, which I was like, oh, okay, that's what that's what I want to work for. Yeah, yeah. So I came up here and. I didn't know a heck because Rudy wasn't necessarily the most forthright in telling because this is I came up in 2005 so is a 2005 McMurray and 2014 McMurray are two very different yeah I'm cities. trying to yeah. think because I was actually gone in 05 that's when I was in school so yeah I'm, 2005 I know Lack the Bish 2005 we had, <laughs> tor- we had uh, pretty similar to 2014 <laughs> two, two turning lanes going up confed yes, like it was yeah, yeah. yeah it was awful uh, he wasn't necessarily the most forthright he's like uh, yeah, it's expensive, but uh, what's what's the price of gas there in Estevan? I'm like, tell him. He's like, oh, yeah, it's the same here. He's like, that's, <laughs> that's all you need to know. It's the same everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I knew rent was That was a comparison? Yeah, that's what he said. So, and he says, like, oh, groceries are probably the same. He said, your rent's going to be more expensive. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and he's like, okay. yeah, but it really, it's not that bad. So... I uh, I got up here and I was like, this, he didn't mention anything about this traffic or the fact that it took me an hour to get served in a restaurant with one beer or <laughs> he didn't mention any of that. So I was, my first year, and I think we've talked about this before, my first year here, I was like, oh, I do not like this yeah. at all. Let's get out. <laughs> and I just never ended up getting out. <laughs> After Honestly, we were talking before, the, the slowdown in 2008, 2009, I think, 2009. Would have been 2009, yeah. Yeah, that was when, like, my Fort McMurray perspective actually kind of changed, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, they're starting to get stuff Shit done. actually slowed down. Which is still out. quite a bit from when you came here. That's almost yeah. five years yeah. of, I, of stuck I don't it know, if you call it misery or call <laughs> it uncomfort. No, or, it was... I, like the opportunities keep you right yeah. as you know as much as you're maybe like oh I don't know if I, how much longer I can, but the opportunities keep you so I kept getting additional opportunities yeah. but that's when my perspective like really changed because the slowdown really helped us here it did it, it got us caught up with a bunch of stuff that yeah. needed to happen fucking back in 05 yeah. right yeah. and uh it's weird how that place works. Like, I don't know what you call it, like Fort Mac Karma, but it's usually when you are feeling down and you're feeling a bit rough and you're like, you know what, like, fuck this place. And then all of a sudden that opportunity shows yeah. up at that very time or that one email you've been expecting, that one phone call. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget uh, when I was down in Vancouver recently, I was going for a stroll through uh, Stanley Park. And it seems to be whenever I'm going through Stanley Park, so I always get a call or an email about something that's going on up here. Yeah. Like, I know the last few times like uh, I got my WestJet job, I was in Stanley Park. Yeah. When I got my senior L job, I was in Stanley Park. Really? Right? Yeah. That's weird. So I spent, like, the full trip in Stanley Park this going and I got nothing. <laughs> I was fucking pissed, right? You were looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, like, sitting in Stanley Park all the time. Like, God, give me something I'm, like, good. something good, God, dude. Damn it, I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> oh, fuck. I bought a lot of BC tickets, too. 
the um, but yeah, I, I found that here. Like, there's been a few times where we're like going into when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to become paramedic and I'm just going to leave and, and branch off wherever it goes, right? So we're down to Lackalabish, become a paramedic, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, you're, this is what's going on. Here's where you can work in Fort Mac and, and get this much money done, right? And it's like, holy shit, that's like way better than anywhere else I could work in in, yeah. in all of Alberta, right? So, yeah. the opportunities is definitely I think what draws and, and keeps people here until they start going more in depth. And to me, that's where I think you get a lot of the separation where you get some people that'll just live at the surface and yeah. don't really look any deeper. All oh, this place sucks. All we can do is go to the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think once you hit Twitter, I really think you can find a lot well, more else. That's right? a lot that, that, that really changed too for me is, is I honestly, is, is Twitter. Yeah. When I got on Twitter here in Fort McMurray, it was a, like a huge... That's where I met you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that where we met? Pretty much. It was a tweet up at Long Shots. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Did we ever tell the story? Uh, I think, uh, I can't remember. I know we told it on the podcast before, but I don't know if we ever told it with Nolan here. What? Um, and I want to say it just while you're here about my first radio experience. My first radio experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I think, yeah, but this yeah. is funny. Do it again. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I think I've but told no, it we, like, recently again. I don't think we, uh, we did it on one of the clip shows. I know that, but... <clears throat> Just, I don't think we ever mentioned it with yeah. you and, and how, like, I want your perspective on this because, holy fuck, I must have been a, a, a fucking idiot. You tell <laughs> well, it's not, it's not the first time that it's happened to you either. It's like when you when you met Kevin Smith, like, you completely blew that out of proportion, too. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you were like, oh, my God, he wants us to come do a podcast with him, blah, 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 and all this oh, and all that. Yeah, you are yeah. really wasted, though. Yeah, that's true. To be that, to be fair. Well, that was the tornado in, or the hurricane in fucking Florida. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah that so, uh... Yeah, no, I uh, Todd was uh, it was for the Interplay Film Festival, right? Mm. You were going to do a radio spot. The you first did, one. you got a, you went to do a radio spot for it, right? And it was very much like that episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where he's like, <laughs> he goes on the Jay Le- uh, on the Jay Leno show in order to get his his uncle's name, kind of like. And you know, there's that whole bit where he's like, yeah, I just want to say my uncle's uh, or my uh, uh, or something about insulting Jay Leno or something. The, oh, the black coffee. It, yeah. it looked like he was throwing out waste, but it was really just coffee, right? right so anyway, it, it's a side note. So what ended up happening? He gets he gets on the show for the apology, and he apologizes, and he gives uh, Jay Leno his. Uh, his credit back or whatever and then he sits down on the couch he's like so who's on next <laughs> <laughs> who's on next who's on next show? Yeah. so so the the parable is that like Todd goes on the radio show and like like I think like five maybe, minutes maybe yeah. ten minutes later I get a text from you and it's just like and it's like yeah I was just on the on the radio and I'm like cool right on you gotta hit the points like yeah yeah it's, it's gonna be on there I'm like cool and then he's like it's just kinda weird I'm like what do you mean and he's like I just thought I'd be on there lo- longer and I reply I'm like do you think you were gonna be a fucking co-host or what <laughs> you were my first Nolan and it was fucking uh, to me I remember blowing it so much and cause I remember walking in so fucking cocky too and I but you brought coffee though and that's primary oh did I yeah oh okay so that's oh, the main thing that's see? the main thing I don't really it's a way honestly, yeah, I don't really give a shit what information you get out. If you bring coffee, you can say anything. <laughs> he says this just before he leaves. <laughs> he's down, he's like, like a lineup of people yeah. to next week. I have some shit yeah. to but say. It's, yeah, it's roll up time, so I might get that might pay off. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Last day. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, you're my first, but I think Misty or, or Claude is actually the people that set us up to to be like, why don't you contact this person from the radio? And yeah. you're the first person. And I think we and we knew each other before. I it must yeah. have been from a tweet up, wasn't it? Yeah, we went. We met at a tweet up at Long Shots. You had a hat that said Todd's. That's why I knew who you were. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's why how I, I met you too with your Twitter. Was, yeah, I know. I mean, 
Okay, yeah, because you called me out because I had an anonymous account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something I would do for sure. And then I went up and introduced myself to you at the um, the hockey, the goons and uh, puck thing at uh, puck Bunny, hockey goons and puck. Yeah, there at, you at go. the fucking at the Pedolum one. Yes. Ah, uh, yes, I remember that now. Yes, because you wore a Leafs jersey. Yes, I, I was did. Like, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I remember that now because what was your first account? It's uh, the uh, Wyoming single sing- girl. Single girl, yeah, and you had a really good blog. Still- I did. I did. I, I kind of dropped it after I met this one, but yeah. <laughs> well, the I, blog I was called Wyoming single, single girl. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I it. no, I, I, and that's a funny thing you say about Twitter because I was uh, on the like the the purpose of like being down with Fort McMurray and I wasn't feeling great about being here anymore and I, I was kind of hitting a standstill in my career and stuff and and then I I, start, I got on Twitter I, start, I figured out what it was the first time first time I was like this doesn't make any sense yeah and then I was going through some stuff personally and I was like you know what I'm just gonna write about it I don't care if anybody reads it I just need to get it out here and I was extremely honest and then people started to pick up on it and people were reading it and you reposted it and people were like giving me positive feedback and stuff and I was like this is really great and I started to make friends through it and, and Twitter is actually how Nolan and I met he was making fun of a tweet <laughs> that I had said uh, I love it for a second yeah, yeah we were at opposite ends of the table at long shots and I'm, I'm there talking to some people they invited me through Twitter come down for wings and I was always going with long shots for wings anyway and I was like yeah sure so I'm like talking to these people and it was Matt and uh, and Eric and we were just chatting and I hear from the opposite end of the table <laughs> I don't care much for that opinion yeah. <laughs> no no he's like I saw this tweet about the the because uh, I said I had a shoegasm about shoes <laughs> and he starts making fun of the tweet and I like not stuck, knowing you're not knowing, I stuck my head up and I was like that was me. <laughs> I was picturing an orgasm of shoes is what it was. And he said the only thing he'd ever had was a sockgasm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And it was with that sentence that I was like, oh, yeah. If I make a joke guy. about masturbating in a socks, that's how you get it every time, boys. I was sold for that moment. It was that's an attraction from the start. Masturbation oh, humor. Fuck. Well, there, like this is this is excellent. It was a fucking. This is how I think important Twitter is. Yeah, it uh, is in, in our fucking in our lives up here in, in this little northern. Well, I think it has everything to do with the fact that like a lot of and and it's interesting that like I wonder where we'll be in a generation or two from now because that we're still yeah, male beans. <laughs> we're still uh we're we're still under that cultural idea that like that whole idea of like isolation and being feeling alone and stuff mm-hmm. right and really like what's the the cool thing about social media has has been that like if you put an idea out there, there's people that can either relate to the idea or have had the same idea as you, right? They talk about the whole thing about, what is it called, uh, an idea being out in the ether? It's like how you get movies like Dante's Peak and Volcano happen in the same year. (laughs) Completely unrelated, but the idea was in the air, right? So I think it's... um, Especially Twitter, because Twitter is, for all intents and purposes, it's just thoughts just being thrown in the ether, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you start seeing like a trend, right? And it's it's weird because like if you really look at it as a as a study in in human behavior, it's really like almost like a hive mind, yeah. Where it's just like the the way that uh, anyway the, the 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 point I'm trying to make is just the fact that like especially in an isolated community, we're not as isolated as people think we are, right? Like well, no. it, like it's a really weird age to live in cuz I mean, uh growing up in Fort Murray, like it, there was a true sense of there was a true feeling of isolation in small town because of the fact that I didn't even have a computer until I was like in grade 10 or 11. 
So, so, oh yeah, I was really isolated in that respect. And so like my, you know, I had the TV channels and stuff in school, but I never, like the whole big city thing was whenever I went to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. So now we have a generation of children that are growing up in a somewhat small town. It's not as small as it was when we were, when we were younger, but they've, they're connected to the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like. What's really cool, especially how you guys uh, got together, is the fact that, like, it's so much easier to find people that, like, you connect with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. obviously, that's where come, where character comes into play, right? You can only pretend to be someone for so long, yeah. right? Like, what is it? Uh, have, have you guys seen the movie Catfish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. It's just, like, the idea of, like, uh, of like who, who you ideally want to be versus who you actually are, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the instances, oh, yeah, if you, if you connect, if you have great idea, uh, ideas shared on social media, if you really connect, that's going to strengthen it, right? Because it's, yeah. it's it, for, all we, for all we know, you guys might have met at Walmart and just passing glance never mm. would have spoken, right? So Well, that's our ultimate, like with me and Tito, is like graduating pretty much the same year and all that kind of stuff is we always try to figure out where the connections because we've had to have met at school at some point. Yeah, especially with a town this size yeah. at the time that we were growing and we've up. We've known a lot of the We same must have crossed group. paths a couple of times. We just never mm-hmm. yeah. made that connection, right? No, we, we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. But there's definitely a bunch of times we've been in the same place and would have never had a conversation had it not be that connection with the, the, the like mindedness. And like he said, he read my stuff and like my sense Do of humor. You? And I was the same with him. I, I loved his column. Mm. Um, and I loved reading that stuff. The, the, the one when I met him was the one where he did on the. The science and orange juice when they'd kind of come up with the cure for the yeah. beginnings of the cure for AIDS or HIV, oh, yeah, 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 and he did the whole thing about the well, come on science, but about the toothpaste, how come orange juice still tastes bad? <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, and it was just it was my kind of sense of humor, and to know that there was somebody out there that we have the same a similar sense of humor, and when it comes to relationships, that's a great place to start when you well, know you're gonna right you're gonna be on that sort of level. Well, yeah, well, the thing you, you, people can can try out. Plenty of fish or any of that stuff. You could try that out. It's n- most of the time it's not going to work because you're you don't really get an in- insight into that person. Plus, it's a bit of a meat market because you're kind of putting yourself out there because of the fact that you want to meet someone. Yeah. Whereas in Twitter. It's, it's you're just really, you're dis- you're just it's, it's the ideas that are out there, right? And it's like, oh, I like this idea. And then like, oh, let's look at the other ideas by this same individual. Yeah. Holy shit, me and this person get along? Or, oh, it's just a one-off or whatever, yeah. right? So, yeah. 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 No, that's good it's a, yeah, it's yeah. an interesting. And I, I guarantee you, we're not the only couple that, that informing Murray even probably that mm-hmm. has. Well, no, has fucking, had that. I think we've well, I think we already made the connection uh, with uh, Stephen Ash. Yeah, was was yeah. through. Like Twitter and Meow Meow Beans the pop, Meow Meow Beans <laughs> You guys never seen that episode yet Of Community no. uh, I know I, I haven't I, I got it on the PBR Nolan it, it is so fucking good <laughs> man I haven't watched it yet This season's been unbelievable Yeah I mean I mean like Diane Harmon has like Been wiping the sour taste Of season four yeah. Out of my mouth With every single episode yeah. And and the last one I thought Was like man This is the best episode This season That's what I said to and her And this one them, I'm yeah. like Holy shit! This one like knocks it out of the water. Yeah, out of the park. PBR. Yeah, it's about man. It's about an app. It's fucking. Yeah, you're fucking laugh, man. Yeah. It's so brilliant the way he writes it. Yeah. The um, well, I was gonna comment. Oh, yeah, your blog. I think that was because I know you changed your name, and I remember I couldn't figure out why you changed your name, and that's when I finally made the connection that you guys were a couple. Yeah. And that's when Nolan's like, yeah, yeah, I got rid of the whole uh, single girl thing. Right now. <laughs> I know he like wiped off the planet. But no, because I couldn't make the connection where that's I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just this male chauvinist ass. Like, I'm never get rid of that. He's like, you're not allowed to talk anymore. Block that down. It's like to, just, just delete the page. Shoegasm. 
elaborate point just because you wanted to destroy that page. <laughs> delete that tweet. I need to yeah. delete that tweet. <laughs> but I just got to the point where um, I was, I, it was very therapeutic for me. I had a terrible breakup. I was going, like I said, through all these things. And um, the blog, it was like, it was, I was kind of fixing myself through the blog. And then I found Nolan. And then it was just like, I didn't have anything to complain about anymore. <laughs> so I stopped. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> long term, she's gonna re- long term long term relationship girl. Yeah, yeah, long term relationship girl. Even a fresh girl. <laughs> so I remember I did. I couldn't make the connection because you changed it to your Jen Mur now. Yeah, so Jen Mur. I couldn't so make the connection. I'm like, who the fuck is this Jen Mur girl? And we're talking like we've talked before, right? And then like, finally, you took I it upon yourself to become like the internet police. You know that. He like is. whenever you hear anything about Fort Murray, and you're like, that person's anonymous. I must find out who he they did. are. And, I fucking hate and he goes by fucking Todsky all the time. I know. <laughs> not even his real name. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> his real oh name. When, when that bombshell fell on me, oh my god, because I was like, oh, that must be his legal name. And then I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, meanwhile, what? He's looking like my Tito. Own. What? Fucking Tito's not your real name. Do you want to pronounce my first name every single time you see me? I'm probably going to edit this part out. You'll make me edit this part out. (laughs) People that know me know my first name. Aristides. How? how, It's not that hard. Is it? Isn't it, though? You you can't make fun of me for fucking uh, made-up names when you go by Tito. That's, that's that's short, short for Aristides. So, well, Tosky, You're Tosky. adding letters. You're adding it's short when it's longer. It's long. It's long <laughs> meanwhile, long. we're like at every event. He looks like he's my autistic friend because <laughs> we go there and I'm like, "Hi, I'm t- uh, hi, I'm Tito," and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Totsky with his fucking hat saying Totsky on it. <laughs> I'm Totsky. Yeah, we know, buddy. You're Totsky. Oh <laughs> Tito, the respite worker. I have nothing against autistic. <laughs> Let's just throw that out there right yeah. now. Oh, I'm just saying most autistic people don't have to have their names on their ass. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I had that anonymous account, and it was like, I remember, like I, I was so new to Twitter, and I was so excited, and oh, I had God. my blog, and I put it up there, and I'm like, tweet something about a good date idea, and I'm all happy with myself, and I sit back, and Tatsuki's like, I hate anonymous Twitter accounts, and they're the worst, and I was like, what is Could you imagine, like, on Twitter, it's like, who are you? That's <laughs> yes, exactly what he's like. I was like, why is this guy mad at me? I don't know who he is. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Where are the drugs going? I don't know. It's I, I, I've said it on Twitter many times. I have, I hate... If I sorry if I did that because no, I'm no, treating him bad. Okay, this is interesting though. This is still interesting to me but, because now you know how what what you say in the Twitterverse sometimes does affect someone personally. Yeah, right. And, and oftentimes we forget that. And fair enough. Too, I'll right? apologize if I make no, 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 bad. No, no, no. Hold on, but I still meant every fucking word I said. <laughs> I'll apologize. I don't mean to make people feel I'm bad, sorry but I'm telling I, you the truth. But I still feel. But I. No, I, but I, I agree with you. I, no, I'm not saying that you're you're a dick because of it. But what I'm saying is, is that oftentimes we do forget that, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm as guilty. How many times do people, when I actually meet people face to face, they're like, "Wow, you're it a actually, really big prick online." I'm like, um, interesting, right. fun side fact. Um, this year, actually, Canada passed a new law in regards to um, it's it's to kind of ta- try to 
put a cap on internet piracy, right? Like, you know, people download shows, movies, etc. So what happened is a new law came into Canada because right now what's happening in the States is um, they're becoming much more aggressive in terms of chasing after pirates. So the law stipulates... Charging them individually. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and the, law, the, the, the law was trying to extend here in Canada. Now what the Canadian court system has done to kind of counteract it is that they put a cap. So in other words, they said, they pay, pretty much said if in an instance of piracy, a person can't be charged more than $5,000 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Now what that's supposed to do is deter because the idea is that it's going to cost both the company and the and the defense five thousand dollars each to take the to take it yeah. to court so the idea the is that the paperwork out. exactly it's like slap on the wrist yeah. don't do it again type situation it becomes if it becomes an ongoing thing then you know it becomes five thousand dollars five thousand for every in, a single instance so the idea is the courts don't want to be inundated but the back store the back stuff that people don't know about this is this was part of an appeasement from the Canadian government so that the United States now has more control over anonymity on the internet here in Canada. And same with the Canadian government having control over the same anonymity. Yeah. What I'm getting at is we're probably a generation away from the, from, the, from the point where you can't have a Facebook or blah, blah, blah or any account online without revealing who you really are. Mm. And, and you're seeing it right now, like stuff like um, uh, Gmail, Hotmail, yep. all that stuff. Like they're asking for phone verification and all that stuff. And it's interesting because what I've noted from people is like, holy shit, like they're asking for all of our personal information. It's like it's because the – it's very much like – if to to put a little bit of a of a historical analogy, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean right now. No, it really is. It's like the East India Trading Company is slowly taking over all these free internet waters, and all everyone who was anonymous, True. they're starting to have to you know either you play by the rules or you know you're going to start getting dinged. But um, yeah, so as you were saying. It might not even be a choice in a generation. Our kids might just be might might just have to give their personal information, which is a little bit of a scary thought because they're giving they're opening themselves to a global community. Not everyone there is going to be safe. So what happens in those instances, right? Yeah. Oh, but I think it's a good thing too. I, I know we've had this debate multiple times about um, internet bullying and bullying and and the term bully. And I think that uh, taking the inanimate uh, anonymity, anonymity. <laughs> taking that yeah. away from somebody um, is going to cut down on the cyberbullying. time. Huge. When, yep. some, when there's also some like accountability to what you say. Absolutely. Because you can say anything to anybody and like that person is miles away and I get like with Twitter I get so upset reading um, these like celebrities. They're people. I understand they put themselves out there for marketing and stuff like that. But you see Twitter they'll put something on Twitter and then there's like all these thousands of comments calling them names. Oh, and fuck. It's terrible. Like, yeah. it, it, like I think uh, social media with the uh, being able to have the anonymous accounts and or not having to own up to who you are, yeah. it gives people this freedom to think that people just want their opinion all the yeah. time and they can be as mean as they want and it doesn't, Actually, there's no accountability there. A recent there. study said that most internet trolls are psychopaths. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's the same traits in an internet troll that there is in in a psychopath. Hmm. What would they? I, I I don't have the study in front of me, but it was out in the Global Mail. Pizza craving late night TV watching. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 if that guy ever gets you, out of his mom's basement, people are in trouble. Well, it's, it's a bit of like uh, uh, like uh, maybe I'm using a bad descriptor, but like almost a bit of a god complex because you feel like you're a giant hand, and there's these ants that you're watching. I right? can do because what I want. They no can't. One. They they don't know who you are. So there's uh, there's yep. a shield there, right? Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, th- that'll probably, I mean, it's already happening now where, like, I mean, even be, uh, going to a movie this weekend, there was, like, an ad, not even for internet piracy. What it was is, like, an ad for the, some guy was, like, sharing a picture of his girlfriend, and then yeah, it's, like, it's, it's going does. around, and then, like, a guy ends up in jail because. Oh, under- right, right, right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. Cyberbullying, I think, is what they're gunning for. But yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. And to me, I think I think that's the problem I've always had with fucking, with, with anonymous Twitter accounts, uh, especially with, uh, What's fucking that idiot? Uh, the YMM neg- negativity. Negativity yeah. YMM, Fuck right? Him. Like, I'm like, it, I, I get that it's such a minor thing yeah. that for some reason that I'm so focused on. Well, I was. I got him blocked now, and half time I fucking forget the, that he even exists, that I paid that guy to try to find out who he was. But <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Not really. The, uh, but no, like it, it's that. I'm like, as much as I'm sure I can be an asshole, I, I have no problem... At least attempting to defend my thoughts in person to somebody, yeah. right? What's, and if you can prove me wrong, that's great. But I, I'm, yeah, I'll go by Todsky, but I'll no problem being a Todsky yeah. to introduce himself in front of you. That at least gives me some of the chance to, to talk me out of whatever rant I'm on, right? Can I just say that this is why I love this show? Why? <laughs> we completely yeah, we're are not talking unbelievably about sidetracked. With. Oh fuck! <laughs> but it's still amazing. Like it's still good. Like it, it's, it, to me, it's interesting. I'm interested Fuck in this yeah. conversation. Yeah. Actually, but it's, yeah. like, it's, un- it's what it's we did. Yes, completely it's derailed. We, reco- we recorded one yesterday. We were going to record about uh, it was the four various issues. Yeah. We were going to talk about just like the list of YMM stuff that was happening. And the first one was like, "Well, oh, just tell us about what happened at Post Secret." Yeah. Hour and a half later, we never stopped Post Secret. Yeah, and I'm we, so disappointed. I missed that. Oh, wait till you hear the show. We got in about whole mind and science bullying and fucking suicide. Oh my god, it was a great fucking show. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, what I mean, it got totally fucking way off yeah, the track. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But so welcome to Internet Radio. Tricks. Hopefully one day, uh, or no, hopefully not one day, or hopefully it doesn't happen that it gets regulated. Like you're talking about, like there's more and more regulation coming to the internet, right? Like there's more. Oh, more. you mean like uh, freedom of speech over the Well, internet. right now, Internet Radio is free. That'll, that'll one day someone's be like, you can't say that at the YMM podcast. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily. Fuck you, I'll make anonymous account. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you might be right. I mean, there's that, I mean, that great movie, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late great Philip, Pirate Radio, right, is a great example of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. There might be a day where the YMM podcast uh, p- podcast might have to fall on if if we're running that long, right? But maybe it'll be that really great moment from The Dark Knight Returns where it's like, should we take the shot? It's like, no, he's too big. <laughs> <laughs> where they can't kill Batman because he's become too big at that point. Yes. But no, and that's, that's one thing I like about internet fucking radio is you podcast. You can literally just... No, this, this is my first one. I'm loving this. It's, just, it's just a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You kind of forget the mic is in front of you after a while, it's, actually. Yeah. That's cool. It's funny because it's completely... Well, me and Steve probably love it for very much the same reasons. It's not something that we can do. We Two minutes. you got two minutes to get as much in yeah. and hit your points as you, as, you, as you can. This, you can have that free-form conversation that yeah, we yeah. all envision that we want to have when we on get... On the radio. This is what... You know, when people have that dream of, of being on the radio, this is what they dream of. They dream of doing this in this big studio with all these awesome buttons and push. Yeah, but this is what they dream of. Really, is is this? It's not like this. Yeah. I love radio, yeah. but it's not like this where you can have that freeform conversation. Is there any radio show that does? Have well, it's all, all talk, all kinds of talk, talk radio, radio that does. But it? even talk radio, like a lot it's of still stuff, regulated. Yeah, you can you, say yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you have to talk to your audience too. Like if you're, if I'm a. You know, there's a, there's a talk radio station that I listen to all the time out of Toronto, and then you have a pretty conservative uh, listening audience. Uh, there's not they're, they're, they kind of placate to that audience, uh, yes, right? Yes, yes. If I, me as a, a very much a left wing guy, first off, probably wouldn't even get hired 
But if I did, I'd have everybody so pissed off that they would turn it off, <laughs> right? Just based on my my belief yeah, system, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So even in in, in the talk radio world, you kind of have to placate to your listenership, and you can't. Uh, I was actually at uh, Canadian Music Week in in Toronto, and I, I was attending this this conference with a guy, and uh, he he works for. I think it was ESPN that he he does a lot of the voicing and, and producing and stuff for them, and he was talking about how he uh, was a consultant for a talk station, and the talk radio host was the smartest guy he said he's ever been around, just this like, unbelievably smart guy, but he was too smart for his listeners, so he wouldn't get calls because every time somebody call, he'd argue with them until they thought he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nobody ended up calling his show, and he's sitting there talking to this consultant like, I don't know, nobody's calling. He's like, because you're kicking the shit out of anybody Everyone that does that, call. Yeah. Right? And so... So haven't they figured out that's what you do on your Facebook page? or what? <laughs> <laughs> Even that, it's like, it, it's... You kind of have to, to play Kate to, to an audience. Still. Really? Uh, Whereas this... You know, you guys don't. Give, you know, it's awesome that people do listen to you, yeah. but you don't have. You, what I find one of our patterns of our listenership is that it it's different each go around. Yeah, like you got your your same dedicated of listeners. Like my mom is there every week. Yeah, <laughs> but but no, like yeah. it, depending on what the episode is, if people will listen or people won't. Like it, yeah. it, vary, yeah. it varies. So. Uh, what I was gonna say is like I think that's a uh, general rule for most uh, most industry. Uh, so so the idea is that like uh, I like to think of it this way. It's like at some point, even like when they were doing um, the the Spider Man movies, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. There was some guy who was in charge of making sure that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man costume had to be cleaned after every shoot and bring it back, and he was going, fuck. Like, Wouldn't that be a teamster? <laughs> that would be a pretty cool job. Would it? Think about it. Think about it. There's No matter what you're doing, if you're being paid to do something or deliver a product – you don't have the final say about like you know like it, yeah. it's great to be even even like on big projects like uh, I remember uh, Joss Whedon was saying uh, for Avengers he was saying like this thing is going to happen whether I'm involved or not the best thing I can do is steer it in the right direction right, right? Yeah. so I mean and, and uh, aim it I can aim it I might be able to well aim no it. but like that's the whole thing it's just like uh, there is a freedom in doing something just because you want to do it versus uh, getting paid to do it right and you know every it's ironic because then like the dream becomes oh if we could only get paid to do it but then that comes with compromise God so you damn, have to be aware of paid to do this yeah 100% it's, yeah. Uh, you're entirely compromised the second you take a dollar yep yeah yeah, that's true. The second you take a dollar, you're entirely yeah, so. So as long as someone can remember that and keep it in mind, like that's fine. And like, I mean, it's it's interesting because like, um, I think our group has been pretty good about like we we know how to partition things, right? So the idea is like, okay, we'll do this for the money, but then we'll do this for ourselves, right? We'll and, whore ourselves out yeah. here, and then yeah. we'll be able to do whatever <laughs> well, we want it's on this side. The same conversation we had today is that the availability for wait, like internet radio and podcasting and all these things have. And like your guys' program that you're going to be sharing stuff mm-hmm. back and forth with, we don't need to be here. And it, it can yeah. be something you do in your spare time, and mm-hmm. it can be something you really enjoy instead of having to be behind the buck and being like, I've got deadlines and I've got to do this, and I've got like it, it becomes more of a passion. Than well, it, it's interesting yeah. because like the the fruits of those labors actually they they last a while. Like I mean, what one of the interesting things that was announced like today is the fact that like. Arkham Rising, like last film festival, yeah, the very last film festival. It, it, it was. It, we didn't even find out. We were. It was supposed to be announced in November, 
and and they delayed mm-hmm. and they were like we're gonna announce the new year's and then they delayed again and i'm like holy shit man this is not happening so so like it, just so you know like what i'm seeing on our on my dashboard in terms of film submissions is all these ones for cover that are pending because i'm waiting for all this stuff for cover but then there's like arkham rising and there's just this one queue and it's like <laughs> i guess this is never or whatever and then they made the announcement and it's just like yeah. and then like when i posted it like i just went back over the history i'm like holy shit like the, like from when it came out, October 2012, we're now in March of 2014, and we're, there's still news every so often. Like we Blogs. were, we were looking. There's oh, people are still fucking reviewing this movie. Like there was a review just this I past February. To tell you too, when you posted yeah. that today, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of friends of mine uh, direct messaged me and was just like, "Yeah, I checked out that that Arkham Rising movie." That I'm like, "Fuck, I, I must have." Drove you nuts by re- retreating that a couple years ago. What you just wanted to get to it now, uh, and he never talked to me again. So I don't know. Really but uh, <laughs> but no, like no, I mean, he said he liked it, so it was really good. <laughs> but you but you look at I mean uh, like even stuff like uh, the the Harley Quinn files. I, I rewatched yeah. them and I'm like, man, these these are actually pretty. I never know those, knew those existed until I started dating Nolan. Oh really? I went back. I, no, I, I thought there was only the movie, and I went yeah. back and saw all the behind the scenes stuff and all the profiles and th- things I didn't know. Yeah. I saw that Todd had posted the movie, so I watched the movie and I yeah. loved it. But I didn't know, like, I didn't. I, I'm, There's I'm, an in depth. Yeah, I didn't know there was so much backstory. more. Yeah, the backstory. And it's really like, if you think about it, that's like my ultimate there, backstory. There's the, there's the movie, which is like. Yeah, this is awesome. This is like this is getting to a really good point. And then there's all this like, oh, they they had little Easter eggs throughout the short, but they don't really uh, they don't really follow up. And then like then those files really kind of give you a little bit in depth. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's kind of cool. It, honestly, I, 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 we're, obviously we're really proud of it. But the the idea is that like. Um, if you're doing something for the money, like there's okay, we did it, we got paid, we move on, right? Yep. If you're doing something out of passion, it's like it tends to kind of it, it keeps going, right? You know and what every I mean? accolade you get from that, you're just like, wow, this is well, and, and it's it's a weird it's a weird symbiosis between the two types of work too, because ironically enough, doing something that we wanted to do for fun and we weren't expecting to make a cent off of has actually given given us credibility in a field. Uh, I, like up and up until that movie came out, people are like, "Oh yeah, they're they're just doing a couple of short films up in, up north, right?" And then it's just like we started getting like accolades, not just in our country, but like internationally, uh, like across the world, like mm-hmm. in Australia and stuff. And it's like, "Oh shit!" And that's why then we like part of our problem right now is we lack free time because we're so involved with stuff, right? So yeah. it's really cool, though. There is a uh, Nolan Hawkness Mad Hatter statue <laughs> in Milan, Italy, right now. <laughs> They worship it like a god. <laughs> that is the. That's where the blog was from, Italy, wasn't it? What? The, the yeah, the Wikipedia blog. article. It was like someone made a Wikipedia entry for Arkham Rising, and it was from Italy. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like in Italian and everything, and so you have to hit Google Translate Nolan to Hobbits, read it. And everything. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, hey, it's, I didn't it's, know it's, on, it's on the. It's on the Arkham Rising page today because. <laughs> After I posted the news, I'm like, you know, I haven't done a search for Arkham Rising on Google in a while. So, like, I'm like, last couple of months, right? And, like, the most recent things were a guy reviewed it in February uh, on, a, on a blog in the United States. And then the other one was, like, some guy, in, someone in Italy, uh, like, posted a Wikipedia article for Arkham. And it's, like, got the actors listed, really? everything for mine. They had a hard time with Tosky looked like. <laughs> <laughs> How does that translate? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so I mean, uh, I, like, yeah, but I, I, like, like we were saying, like, um, 
when when we did that though, when we did Arkham Rising, it was like uh, we we didn't have to compromise anything, so we we shot all the extra footage, etc. But like then, if you've got something that you're being paid for, say for example, film, uh, like even I have friends that work in television, and they're like it's a day job, and like they, <laughs> like like it, it, and that's kind of a little bit of a fear, right? Because it's like, what if you love something so much, and then it becomes like this monotonous sure. job, right? Mm-hmm. Nolan uh, has been on many cinephiles before. How many podcasts you've been on? I think we were talking about this the night of the hundred. I think it's five. I think at least five. And I think you've been on one actually, like show, like actual title podcast. And it's been cinephiles. It's been paranormal pods. Yeah. It's been. Uh, we did a hockey one. Me, you, and Mark did a hockey one. I forgot about that. Yeah, we um, won the lockout one. Yeah, yeah, right. during the lockout, we single-handedly changed that lockout. We did. <laughs> you guys totally had effect on it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I know it'd be more than five, but yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's and, and that was one thing I, I love about this, and and because fucking you can talk about movies and TV till the cows come home, and I think that's the whole point. Like it's what I absolutely love doing, right? Like I said, I couldn't do this in my job. You know, you can't get sidetracked like this and have just a free form conversation. Mm. You just you can't do it. And this is that's what's really cool about this. And we were talking earlier. We were talking because I don't I don't have a job that I'm going to in Kelowna. I'm we're going. She's working, flying, fly out. So I don't have a job. So I have this podcast. I don't have do any idea as to what I'm going to do. So I, I, you know, maybe it's radio, maybe it's not. But what if it's not radio? Then I can take the best parts of radio mm-hmm. that I love and do them, regardless of whether or not I'm getting paid for them. Yeah. So I or the best parts of not not even radio, but writing and stuff like that I can take the best parts of what I like about that and still do it like you know maybe I do a podcast maybe I I, I do uh, comedy maybe I you know there's like a uh, there's a podcast out there I forget what it's called but it's the name of a small town uh, Welcome to Night Vale yes fuck oh, it he loves I that. love that sh- yeah that's if I do end up doing a pod what is it what is it? it's gonna be something in, yeah. the, in that vein where it's more fic- like it's yeah, not it's like, like an audiobook so the idea is it's a podcast and it's done in, in chapter so podcast episode and what it is it's about a radio announcer you talked to it in this before. fucked up town it's very like if, if the Twilight Zone uh, if all the stories from the Twilight Zone took place in one town. This is the radio announcer like that news talks report. about it. He's yeah. doing a news report of it. It's it? it's rather brilliant, and it's really like this really cool. Like if you listen to it at night, it puts you in a really cool headspace yeah. and stuff. It's really it's it's rad, man. Yeah, if I if I did do something like that, uh, Phil Hendry is my radio idol. I, I Phil Hendry is the most talented person that has ever been in radio, but he has had a talk show uh, like a, uh, a radio talk show for years, where it sounds like he has guests every night. Yeah. But he's the guest. Holy shit. He does the voice of himself, the radio yeah. host, Phil Hendry. He does all of his guests. And he has regular, these guests are, are regular characters, but he does the um, voice of them over this little handheld yeah. held phone. <laughs> Shut his mic off talking to the phone. Shut his mic off talking to the phone. He also voices his producer, Bud Dickman. Oh, he, shit. He voices his security Someone guard this in man. the studio. <laughs> so he's doing all of this as one person. And what's yeah. it called? Well, the Phil Hendry Show. Oh. And, and it's also that has uh, uh, he does podcasts of yeah. his classic bits. He's managed to yeah. retain creative control, so he does his his classic bits as a as a podcast now. 
And if I did do something, I would like it to be one one hundredth of what that is, yeah. but still have that same because that's the part of my job that I love. I've created characters, yeah, you since had I've some been great here. Fucking yeah, bits, uh, Smooth Jimmy, and, and <laughs> you know, I, I uh, had a I had you do one of the theater men. Oh yeah, for, yeah, for Magic Mike that wasn't allowing any phallic, oh, yeah. any oh, phallic God. shaped foods in you the were theater. There? What? Yeah, he asked me to do. A I asked him to do a, a radio vo- a voice. What the fuck? When you didn't tell anyone. <laughs> that was a while back. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> when Magic, Magic Mike, Mike came out. Yeah, I, I had him do, do a character. You're supposed to tell me every time you do shit like this. <laughs> Why didn't you run this by me? Yes, but no, that's a, fucking he was a theater really cool. manager that wasn't allowing his theater to sell yeah. hot dogs or fudgesicles <laughs> yeah, yeah. during Magic Mike. It's pretty good. Uh, 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 Nolan wrote the whole bit, and it was it was fun to read it. It was really. I great. loved Wally. The, the I had a white, yeah, Wally the white-tailed deer. I remember that <laughs> one. Stu McIntosh did a voice for that. It was uh, he was our Highway 63 construction correspondent, and it's pretty much a blatant ripoff of the Beaver from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that exact voice, yeah. but he's also got like a Jewish element yeah, yeah. to him too. Like he's very Jewish, <laughs> but he just made like it, it was two minutes of deer puns. <laughs> It was I killed me. I loved it. It was my favorite. I killed him off. <laughs> when Stu left, <laughs> he actually died on the air. He <laughs> was shot. shot. Like, I had him oh, get God. shot on the air. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stu was leaving the station, so I was like, oh, we'll kill off Wally. Sure. <laughs> so um, d- you retain you retain that? No, part. I don't. Really? No, I don't. Uh, that will it's be awesome. that's, that's Roger's crazy. creative control. So I'll have to come up with new stuff. Oh, well, seriously, they yeah. own everything. They, they yeah, yeah, everything that's ever come out under my show is, is theirs. Yeah. Well, so. at least they don't own your brain, so you can <laughs> totally come up with new stuff. Yeah, well, some favorites that you. you um, I actually, I, I think the favorite thing I ever did was uh, is a character called Stanley the Dog. And, the one you did the lockout with? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, well, it was, yeah, we did a. Uh, he's. I had Ryan Leninger as our producer did it and he played my dog so it was you know there was some various dog stuff where uh, he doesn't want to go outside to poop anymore so he wants to stay inside all day and I just have to put paper over different things like that but uh, we did one during the uh, NFL referee lockout (laughs) where uh, he ends up replacing me I, I fake like I messed up a break the break before so then my PD at the time was Mark Nascar, and he comes in and he goes, yeah, what? And I was like, oh, I faked, like, yeah. oh, I was doing my break, and I'm like, oh, boss is, is walking in here. And uh, he's like, yeah, what what happened there in that last last break? I'm like, well, this is kind of <laughs> bullshit. You're walking in during the middle of my show. Yeah. So we had, wa- we, he's like, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm going to have to. Gonna have to replace you. <laughs> and we had Stanley the dog, my dog, take over the show for, and he just kept messing up time and time and time again. And I, yeah, I, that, that's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. It was really outside, as far as I think, anyways, as far as standard radio goes nowadays. That's one that I'm proud of because it's, it's weird and it's not. Yeah, it's more performance art than it is yeah, uh, a typical it, yeah. radio, yeah. a radio bid. Would but. you uh, would you ever um, come back uh, to produce another play? Yeah, if uh, I, I said this uh, to to Misty and, and, and Clody when we talked about this too, is if, if Interplay yeah. uh, asked me, yeah. I would 
absolutely come back. That's my favorite experience I had in Fort McMurray, honestly. Wasn't it was doing, doing that Black one? Cloaks, yeah, yeah. Black Cloaks was really good, too. If anyone had a chance to see it, like, they really liked it because I thought that was gold. It was really, really well done, sir. Yeah, I, I would do another one. I, I still you did like, excellent. The cast you had was fucking yeah, incredible. they were unreal you mm. couldn't and they were so like they knew that it was my first time doing it so I needed some the director needed some direction <laughs> right so I was glad that I had, I had people there that knew what they were doing and it's good man it's awesome yeah so that was that was awesome and I still there's more that can be done with that I like I don't think two shows is enough for for that no. show I think that there's that show could could happen again at some point, but I, I I have a bunch of ideas for cool man for new stuff. So if, if it, it was asked, I could I could do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would love to come back up here for for an interplay and bring a show up here. I think it would be awesome. Well, maybe something. I don't. Know. Just give us some uh, both of you a two different uh, like just give us a top ten or top five for Mac moments before we sign this bitch off. <laughs> oh. oh lord. God, to narrow it down to five, I've had a ridiculous opportunity since I moved here. Um, I work in health and safety now, and it was because we had safety people hired in our company, and they figured that, that they didn't know, understand surveying. So my boss is like, hey, you like safety? <laughs> <laughs> well, so he put me in the position. I went back to university. I got all that stuff, um, and that's been amazing. The friends I have made here and... <laughs> <laughs> now it comes. <laughs> I've just been an emotional mess for like the past week. Every time I start talking about this place, I just start crying. But I've met the 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 best friends on the planet. Like people I've met since I moved here. Like I moved here with one friend, and she's still my best friend. Um, but I've met people through work. And one girl I met, uh, she was a mutual friend, like a friend of a friend, and we both love musical theater, so we ended up going to musicals together at Canada, and that's all we did for the first couple times. And now she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do without her and her kid. Like, they're my favorite people on the planet. So the friends I've made, that's definitely the opportunities I've had. Um, My introduction to the arts since being with Nolan has been amazing. I wasn't really into that stuff before him, and uh, I didn't, because I didn't know it existed. And now I do know, and that's going to be really sad to leave. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to miss every single thing about this place. What uh, what musical? What was your first musical you went to? The first musical I went to uh, was Peter Pan. When the oh, kids remember. from the school did Peter Pan, that was four I can't years help ago. think of Arrested Development. You're a crook. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I've been to everything since. I've had four play tickets for the past three or four years, and I loved everything in Keanu. And 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 it's just it was a tough decision, but we decided what was best for our future was to to move on. And sometimes that is, uh, it's definitely uh, no one's going to look down on you for, yeah. for making a decision that. And it's just my future, career. Yeah. It's just that there's never unless I did get some job with with a site like we were talking about earlier, like my career path. It's construction and safety, so it's work all the time. Um, take a couple of days off, recharge your batteries, and get back at it again. And mm. for me to have this opportunity to take 14 on, 14 off, was yeah. just, just too much. Well, like, um, I hark back to one of the um, the TEDx talks uh, that really uh, struck a chord with me. Um, I forget who it was, but basically they spoke about how the loudest voice in Fort McMurray is that of the transient workers. And the reason is because um, unlike those that love this community or have learned to love it, um, those people stay within the community. So the, really they can only affect those people within the sphere of influence within the community. The reason Fort Memory has such a bad rap, as it were, or it ha- has had a bad rap around Canada is because transient workers come from 
blah 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 every other place right now the, the, now here here here's the rub on that the the idea is that they have the loudest voice because they'll be here for a short time they'll go to another community and they'll spread that spread that word. the message and you know rumor mill as well etc <clears throat> but here a lot of people feel that oh well um, if someone were to leave our community it's a bad thing uh, because oh they're turning their back on the community etc it's like well no you have to realize that like. It's it's interesting enough. It's actually um, uh, getting to the core of what I'm writing right now is the fact that like you don't have that you're you're not defined by where you live, right? Mm-hmm. But you are defined by the people that have influenced you in those in that area, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that like if you have had a positive a positive uh, <clears throat> experience here in the, here in this city or anywhere where you've lived, and you go out somewhere else, you're spreading that positive mention message, right? And it really that that's where the metal of a person is really tested because it's so. Uh, usually what happens is when someone enters a new community, it's very easy to kind of go in and fall into a group mentality, right? So a lot of people say, oh, I hate Fort Mac. Oh, yeah, I hate Fort Mac too, blah, blah, blah. Really much, uh, very much how I was out of out of high school going into university. It was like, yeah, I came up, the, I couldn't wait to leave, et cetera, right? But really the, the true metal of a person comes from, okay, so you, you're that one voice that is – pro for or pro something going against a new community that you're you're the fish out of the out of water yeah. right and kind of trying to educate or at least start the conversation and the beauty about those leaders the people that have gotten opportunities outside of this community because of that is because they the reason they have become those people is because of the fact that they have those strong voices and they are those people that are willing to speak. Like a good example is you guys meeting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You guys on Twitter very much were of a very strong opinion. So I have no doubt that you guys even like it's not – what is it? It's like you guys might be leaving for memory, but if anything, you guys are, uh, are taking a positive message mm-hmm. with you and really like – Going out there, and I would hope, uh, basically, if, if you're ever confronted with that, you'd, you'd go, yeah. you'd have that medal. And I have no doubt. I've known you. I, I've known you, Nolan, long mm-hmm. enough to know that you yeah. you are a per, you are a person of very strong conviction. Mm-hmm. And and I'm happy. I'm happy to say that, like knowing you as well as Todd and all these all the people that I met here in Fort Murray, I know if I ever, for whatever reason, leave this community, I will not be that person I was in high school. And I'm so happy about that because mm-hmm. that person is the person that I kind of want to meet. Because yeah, that, yeah. That's like, your yeah, the person that you kind of want to <laughs> talk to these. Oh days, yeah, you know, yeah. you 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 say it's like meet your twenty twenty year old, <laughs> yeah, the twenty year old version of yourself. Yeah. And it's like the the biggest thing I would tell the twenty well, aside from like start studying film now, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> yeah. until halfway through university. Uh, the biggest thing I would tell uh, the, the the biggest thing I would tell him is essentially like it's easy to be the negative person mm-hmm. and fall in line with everyone else, right? Uh, your life so easy true, to be a follower. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. And, and yeah, you'll you'll be friends and blah blah blah, but you'll never be that unique slow snowflake. And and if you're not that unique person, that unique person that's willing to speak their mind, you will never make anything of value because the the, yeah. the follower will never create anything of substance. Yeah. Anyway. You mentioned you mentioned meeting your 20-year-old self, and you have no idea, like, after like, I watch those episodes of Star Trek or something, where I just hope one day, like, there's just, like, a the future, future me <laughs> that just, like, meets up with this big fucking message, like, you, you gotta stop eating Jomas or something. Like, just, like, <laughs> something like just this thin, skinny person at the Hot door. Hot dog, water! Such a prick. <laughs> but it's true. Like when I did that article for the journal there last year, uh, when they interviewed me about being from Fort McMurray, um, anybody that doesn't take away everything they can get from Fort McMurray is their own fault. Yeah. Like I gave the example, like when she interviewed me, Jody, she came up and I was still working for my last job. So I, when I started that job, 
when I moved into safety, I was 25 years old, a female management in a construction company. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It is. And she said, like, would you have this opportunity back home? I was like, sure I would, but I'd be a 50-year-old male. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just got that opportunity from being here. And And if you have the right drive, like, you can go from having a high school education to being big up management in one of these old companies because you have the drive and the willingness to learn and want to stick around. Yeah. If you have any sort of initiative at all, this is the place for you. Like, mm. yeah, I just wish I heard, like, talking to your 20-year-old self, I wish I came here earlier. Mm. I wish I was here when housing wasn't so expensive. Maybe I would have a house right now and we wouldn't have to go somewhere where things are a little bit more affordable. Yeah. We'd be I'd able to start off. Exactly. It's always will yeah. Be. Yeah. Now, uh, I will I, I will put that asterisk because I'm always very, I always try to keep very <laughs> balanced on, on, on things. But like, um, I'm, I'm not trying to put rose-colored glasses on this community. I know it has its yeah. problems like any other community. Exactly. Any other community. But the important thing is like I think what uh, the real takeaway is like, you know, it's like home is really where, where you make it. And, and and like I have no doubt when where you guys go. Mm-hmm. Like knowing what you guys know out of this community and who the, who the people you guys – you guys – I have no doubt within a year or two you guys are going to become community leaders just if you guys have become here in this community. So The um – Top five, Nolan? I don't know if I can do a top five, but there's lots of things that I'm going to miss, and there's lots of people that I don't know if they know how much they affected my life. Um, the kids at Father Merck for Santa's Anonymous, I've had the opportunity for, I think I've done five miracle marathons, and I was a Grinch. Like, I did not like Christmas at all. And every year I look forward to Christmas because I knew I got to hang around with the kids and see the future leaders of Fort McMurray putting together five, six hundred hampers so somebody else can have a Christmas. Like it's unbelievable that it is, it's, it's, it's run by these students and organized. And if you guys ever go to packing day, get a chance to go to packing day and see the hampers being put together. If you get a chance to, uh, to deliver sometime. Just to see the look on the people's faces that you're giving this to, that they had no idea, really, that it's coming, some of them. And they, had, you know, for whatever circumstances, lost jobs or whatever, they didn't think that they were going to have a Christmas. And now their kids do get a chance to have a Christmas. It's un- cool. unbelievable. Um, so I'm really going to miss that at Christmas time. I know I am. Uh, and I, there's Lisa Miller, and, and specifically Lisa Miller, and, uh, and Melissa Gladue who was a student, she was one of the head leaders a couple of years ago when we did it. We got to hang out for like all 35 hours of the broadcast. We hung out together. And, and she Your came, blogs that you've done all those. The a lot of blogs have been yeah. really fun too, yeah. So that was, I'm, I'm going to miss that a lot. And uh, honestly, uh, now a year ago uh, when we did Hometown the Musical, that changed my life. Um, there's no other way to put it. Is Doing Hometown the Musical changed my life, and I'll never be able to thank Mike Beamish or Claude Giroux enough. Like, uh, being around those people for the the weeks leading up to that and, and getting that thrill of going out there every night and doing that and seeing people get jazzed because of that, 
and just being around creative people like you guys have no like you you, you have some idea because you guys when you do films you chat uh, between scenes or yeah. whatever and, and you know about other ideas that you have and when you're being around all those creative people that kind of stuff is just flowing all it's the time it's eh? unbelievable the conversations that you're having backstage about stuff that you, you never thought never would thought be a that reality you, or you never, never thought, thought that possible. you'd have the, the, the like mindedness with that amount of people and and then after hometown was over, uh, Mike Beamish put on a like a playwriting course from sta- uh, from script to stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, I want to keep this going. I'm, I'm, I'm really jazzed about this." And, and I, I took it. And that's where Black Cloaks came from. Yeah, we had wow. we had uh, just uh, like a group discussion every week, and you know, I, I think I was the only one that did a, a script, but it was just being around those people and talking. Like we we. It's very much like a podcast. We get together, yeah. we chat about stuff, and one one time we got on the topic of religion, and yeah. we started talking about cults, and I was like, write that down. Write that idea down now. Yeah. And and that's where where that started from. And I, I think during Hometown, I just kind of got this, this thing that I, I'm not going to be around people that make me unhappy anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Be in, put put myself in situations where I'm going to be unhappy. I'm just going to be a happy guy. If the easy, the, the hardest decision you can make, but it's also the easiest yeah. decision you can make is I'm just going to be happy. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's and then I from that point on is such a different outlook on on life and and what I wanted to do and and yeah, well, doing hometown changed my life and just changed my outlook on on everything. And it's not even you know the it, it was. The message of the play is great, yeah. but yeah. it had very little to do with that. It just being around those people, yeah. and and I've made you know. I, I on it last night. I was hosting the uh, the football award, the Fort McMurray Modern Football Awards, and uh, Tim Hagee was there, who played Jean Valjean. John Valjean. Name is, and yep. he was in he was in hometown, and I had a chance to. And it was just good to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, we could just chat and and I had a chance to say goodbye which you know I'm not going to have a chance to say that to everybody who you know I had you can a, tell them right now yeah exactly right yeah. so uh, yeah and, and then you know meeting you know, me and Misty had known each other professionally but uh, meeting her through her work she wasn't in, in hometown but just being the publicist for it and then she started coming to the script writing stuff too and and, and having her you know Take a giant risk in being in in my play was I can't thank her enough and 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 bringing Brody and AWOL and having a chance to to meet them when we knew Brody from from doing yeah. Arkham together and stuff but uh, and and Rhiannon, who was a stage manager in hometown having them they had no they, they didn't have to and that's the yeah. thing they had they had, didn't have to whatsoever. I, I, they had no idea if it was going to be good or a giant piece of shit. <laughs> you know, so uh, they kind of committed sight unseen, really. I, had, I explained the idea to them, uh, but they kind of committed sight unseen to doing the project. And I totally miss Rhiannon, too. She's at school right now, and <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, man, every time every time someone leaves the community like yourself, no, I'm just like, fuck, man. It sucks because <laughs> there's there, like there's people that are like – they mean a lot to the community, right? Even Whether or not other uh, people are aware of it or not. So right? When Mike Beamish yeah. left, I was yeah. I was like, oh, man. Beamish. Uh, but yeah. it's still like I, – I, I can still communicate. Like I still communicate with, with Michael a lot. I, yeah. for, I don't know. This is a couple – three weeks ago or something. 
I was watching a documentary about the Amish for some reason because I'm weird like that. Mike, make sure you see this. <laughs> it wasn't even that. I was like, I got an idea, and I'm not sure. Like, uh, like I would, I would write something about that. Like, I would write mm-hmm. something about an, an Amish kid getting shot. And I think that's it a great idea, but I just don't know how much research that you have yeah. you have to do to go in and then I was like just trying to see from his experience if he had any experience in like With the I'm not going to become <laughs> Amish right so like how many how much research would I have to do to make it realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so he, he's still available for me to bounce ideas off of it That's you awesome. know yeah you can still always considering he's ideas. in Germany too. yeah right yeah. so yeah so yeah uh, it's it's those people and like I said I've worked with some unbelievably talented people over the years and and they've uh, they've all been so awesome in the past couple or past week since they found out I, w- I was I was going it's they've unbelievably accommodating because you know it, we it was short notice and we kind of have to go now just yeah. based on yeah the situation and They've just been unbelievably awesome. Well, no, it's it, to me when when it became public knowledge about you leaving, like a lot of people have said, and I agree with them that it's it's a hit to the the arts community, right? And and it, it's it's you've been nothing but um, extremely involved. Uh, your films that you've done for the film and challenges. Uh, I've written about this, uh, you know, I, I and. I've called you guys dream facilitators, and I'm not sure it's a term that you're comfortable with, but I think it's apt <laughs> because. And I, I, the night that we did the the most recent uh, film challenge, the way that those have grown, and the way that the, the amount of people that are there mm-hmm. have, have has, uh, the excitement that, that builds in that room, and you know how you guys have created the YMM Filmmakers Association, uh, it it's unbelievable the amount of resources. That, that these people have and well, I posted the, about uh, Harold Ramis yeah uh, after his death when he talks about don't say no yeah, yeah. say yes and yeah. work collaboratively that's kind of what that's all about right? yeah. that, mm-hmm. that, that that mantra and it's just I'm just so happy that I got a chance to be a part of it more than anything because <laughs> it's funny we were talking about this uh and we were at Alexander. It was a tweet up, I think, at Alexander's. Steve and Ash were there, mm-hmm. and I was just in the middle of editing. But I decided I was going to go down and and hang out. And uh, we uh, got talking about the film. And Matt was there, who mm-hmm. did the the first movie that <laughs> yeah. were with me. And we were talking about Tomorrow. what a giant piece of shit that was. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Do you still have it? Because I want to see it. It's I online. Do. I do. <laughs> Such, yeah, it's on our YouTube actually. It's, yeah. on okay, a, it's it such up. a giant piece of shit, and I'm just <laughs> so happy that I can look now, and I'm actually proud of the stuff that I submit now, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of the ideas, and I'm proud of the, the work that the past two, uh, and even especially the last one, I was really, really happy with it, and you know, in spite of you know filming it on a Sony, what a flip cam and, and stuff I'm just happy with Fuck the content that's in short it. Fucking and, and mittens I'm, I'm just been, I'm, I was so happy with the two that I was able to do but it's because I think of the fostering of the environment that you guys have created you totally you're, you're getting better too with every short right like the storytelling is getting tighter and everything so yeah. this that, like that's uh that's like that, that's the cool thing about movie like uh films as soon as you've, you have, as soon as you finished one like um uh what was it uh 
a friend of mine, the kind of uh, a mentor of mine, kind of basically, if you look at your movie and you're like completely 100% happy with it and you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to rest on these laurels now. This is yeah. the greatest thing I've ever done. Like, what is, what is really. What is what is the accomplishment there if there's nowhere else to go, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're the person that like looks at, a, at what you've made and you're just like, this is where I can improve for the next time, it's such well, a there was, I was I was like I said, I was happy with with uh, playing it straight, but I, there were so many shots that I wanted to mm-hmm. do that just through technical, I yeah. just couldn't get done, right? And I I said to Nick after it was all said and done, I'm like, that can that's an idea that can go forward from yeah. there without the yeah, elements. Yeah. You can do that whole, you can do that short, and you can make it a longer short, and you can you can add on to Absolutely. that, and you can make that a, a better film than oh, what it yeah. is, right? So I'd love to go more into. Do you guys father. need to see the outtakes? The outtakes are the stuff that he couldn't use <laughs> no, because it was blurry or it was Nick's nudity. <laughs> oh, jeez! Yeah. Did you post it? Can you no, I, please I, post it? I think I got it's it somewhere. amazing. Yeah. Nick is dancing with Nick's his ass scarf. Ass well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> and he's like dancing with his scarf and doing his cat moves. He really got into the cat dance. Some Stevie Nick's action. Yeah, he turns and he turns around. And his pants had kind of fallen down. Oh, and I'm my like, God. Oh, and he's like, oh, my pants fell down. And I just couldn't. He stopped. I was like, if he kept going, I would have kept it in. Yeah. <laughs> right? I would have kept the ass in. If he kept awesome. going, I would have kept it in. But he stopped. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't have the skills to splice those two together. I just don't have it. And there was a really snowboard from an opposite angle where he's like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> That's awesome. But I had too much glare. I can't yeah. use that. Yeah. And he went, he, he went about... 10 to 15 feet. Oh, he was like, I did he it. Gets, yeah, he falls down really hard. And he's like, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> uh, Nick, we need to shoot again. Yeah. No. Um, no, I can only do two. I didn't want to kill him. I was like, no, it's, what, what's cool is like you got these you've got these skills that are getting better all the time and now you're going to be taking them into a new community. So the idea yeah. is that it'll like I mean, it just uh, the the cool thing is like you'll you're better apt to prepare for the new community you're going into. And I mean, um, also, uh, you're it, like they say meeting people in foreign where is hard, right? So that it can only mean that it's meeting people in another city is that much easier, right? Well, it's, just <laughs> funny. it's funny you guys mentioned that because my, my column is coming out this weekend. Yeah. It's, it's like a goodbye piece, yeah. but I'm terrified. Oh, really? Right. I'm, oh, I'm terrified. Oh, new I'm, kid I'm, in school. It's, it's not so much I hate that. Those days. Like yeah. it's not so much that. It's just like we, we've had such a good experience here, yeah. and we met so many awesome people. I just I, I just hope that that Cohen is like half as good. And I keep coming up with excuses. Like I'm to the point where I'm panicking because for <laughs> a week and I like call Nolan this morning in, in an innate panic that we're going to get eaten by cougars. She saw a picture of a cougar sitting on somebody's desk. She's like, "There's cougars! <laughs> you didn't tell me there's cougars!" Yeah, there's bears up here. You just give them some crack and the cougars leave you alone. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I know, it's just, yeah, there's just so much. Like, and it was like, I I grew up, my adult life was in, in Fort McMurray, like, I, right out of college. Like, I finished one day, like, on a Friday, and Sunday morning I was on a plane wow. to come to Fort McMurray. And, like, I was honestly raised here. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. like, I, from my adult life, every important thing that ever happened to me, like, first time living with somebody the first time splitting up your dishes when you break up and you have to move out like all these things happened to me here like my first career my first layoff 
having to bartend and stuff like that to make money because I lost my job and I hadn't couldn't afford to fly home. Oh, that's expe- yeah, life yeah, experience. Yeah, so many life. I learned everything here, and I I'm like I'm. I'm so attached to this place. Like it's a very scary thing, but I look forward to doing it all over again. I guess. Well, I'm yeah. breaking up stuff. Like, <laughs> let's hope. Yeah. yeah. Not do, let's uh, not do that again. Uh, yeah. Let's not do that. We both had that. Yeah. Let's yeah. not do that. We, we got that one checked yeah. off. Yeah. That's good. That's the. Um, uh, I was going to say something. I, I was, I was it's kind of past the point where it would have been made sense but just a year later and all we see is Kelowna Filmmakers Association <laughs> just says, I mean, awesome. it's funny you just say that because be like, awesome. it's a very yeah, okay. art minded community yeah. is it? So, oh yeah without so a doubt much. The Kelowna's, act, Kelowna's Actor Studio, and like, they've got acting classes on right now and you can just join the association excellent and, they're they're well uh, much more established the thing about it they're, uh, it's, city. it's a major yeah city. absolutely and um so I many mean, hipsters there. No one's there. <laughs> the YLW podcast. Well, that's the thing. I'm just, I'm just hoping that it's an accepting group, right? Yeah. You, you guys are so open. Anybody, anybody yeah. can come, yeah. no matter your skill level, no matter what. Yeah. I'm just hoping that it's as I'm accepting. Sure. I right? would say it's, it's, it's one thing with the We're arts. Hoping. I find like. I've never really met knock on wood like an arts group that has literally been a shut in where it's like you are not not a welcoming group, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so I think that kind of goes against what the arts really stands for <laughs> it, does, it really does yeah. not to say that it won't happen because I'm sure that's out there somewhere but well I mean it, like the biggest thing I've noticed about the arts is uh, I mean you can't get around it because that's that comes part and parcel with a lot of artists is there is an ego factor for some for a lot yeah. of artists and so if, if there's that it, like the idea is like you have to go just just like you expect people to be accepting of your ideas. You have to be accepting oh, of other people's absolutely. ideas, right? So, yeah. Um, uh, interesting enough, though. Like, I mean, that, that's the whole. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing about like changing your shift. Uh, that you're shifting your thought and going into a new community. Community, because really, after university, coming back to Fort McMurray was like coming to a new community for me because everyone that I had grown up with, at least most people, had already yeah. gone or done other things or had families. Very shi- uh, very different than uh, what I was doing. But like, I mean, really. Uh, it's changing the mentality of going to go to Edmonton every weekend to hang out with my artistic friends or make films or go with the film association. I still talk to those people and I'm still really good friends with them. But at the same time, I'm like trying to build what's here too, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like I, I, that'd be awesome if if we started hearing stuff from from Nolan Fucking and right. Kelowna in terms of filmmaking. Well, I, I well there's said, a connection said, there yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like there's the opportunity to, to for us to come back. Well, and, yeah. she was asking after uh, 100 Hour was done. She's like, do you think you could? do like Eric did and submit from, from a distance and I was like yeah maybe but maybe I'll just submit to the film festival yeah right absolutely like I, yeah, I know I can do that right? oh yeah that's brilliant yeah. and our challenges has never been our challenges have never been yeah like elements might prevent you but yeah we've never closed off a challenge to say Fort yeah. McMurray residents only right? yeah so you just might have a hard time well then again that having a Fort McMurray specific element you might Get, you have to get creative where it's like yeah. a Fort McMurray specific sign and if you're in Kelowna yeah. Yeah, it well, might be makes you get more like but you have people from Fort McMurray that can even mess that up right so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say uh, when you wrote that article about me and Tito uh, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm fucking oh we got lots of stuff written about us uh, I hold that one very special place in my heart uh, I think I was in the Vancouver airport and I was coming back home uh, and I remember something bad happened, and I was just in a shitty mood. I was pissed off, and I remember I think I got bumped from a flight, or I can't remember what I was doing. But I remember I sit down and, and I seen you tagged on the on the phone, uh, and I think what made it 
that much more special is I think we got into it over something like the week before, like probably the Longo trade or something like that, right? <laughs> where where I've, like me and Nolan on Twitter. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, tell the story because everybody thinks it, it's me and, uh, oh, yeah. it's one It's one thing I, I want to thank you, sir, because I, I think we've always understood each other. Like you've gotten my sense of humor. I've gotten There's yours. There's the odd time where we've we've gotten into it a little bit on Twitter and then we just start texting back and forth well, because we don't want to flood everybody's timelines yeah, exactly. just so these, these partial arguments on yeah, Twitter yeah. but there's been a few times where you would call me out it's essentially you'd call me out on my bullshit uh, and we'd start going back and forth because of course I won't back down for whatever stupid reason <laughs> and then literally people would text me and be like are, like you and Nolan hate each other now like are, are, I can't believe that like why would you Nolan hate each other he's such a good guy Todd why don't you just accept the fact that you're wrong and it's just like goes on and on about this shit right and finally to a point where I would just be like yeah me and Nolan fucking hate each other I fucking hate that guy I never <laughs> talked to him again. and I'd be texting Nolan this the whole time I'm like people think we're actually fighting right and uh, I think that happened like the week before I think and I'm pretty yeah, sure it was over the long ago actually and uh, I, I read that article and, and dude like it actually brought a tear to my eye and uh, thank you very much it's to me and uh, losing two people very special into this community and wish I got to know you a bit more uh, and I still think we will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still fight with you in there. <laughs> there we go. That's all I have. <laughs> uh, my house is always open to, to both you guys. I know you're going to be up here for work. It's so. open to you guys exactly. too. Yeah, we um, expect visits. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was kind of my final thought. Any more final thoughts? We'll, we'll wrap this one off. Who, me? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think I've said every, uh, everything I had to say. I mean, the, really, all, all, I, I honestly expect me and Nolan to be communicating more so now. <laughs> honestly, yeah. No, we're, we're, <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Because, yeah. because I think this is kind of a little bit of a push in terms of trying to get some projects off the ground, right? So, well, yeah. well, it's fun when, when, when you get paid to write on occasion. And I've been so lucky to to be able to do that here. And like, is it that never happened anywhere else? Hey, let's just give this guy a, a column. Let's hey, let's let's give this guy a, 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 his own column in a magazine. Let's give this guy a chance to write pieces in a in a in a government magazine. Like that would never happen anywhere else. So I've been very lucky. But often, like because I've started to do more writing for fun and, and movies and or films and. and Stage and stuff, you get the ideas, but they get pushed to the side because of your paid stuff. Often yeah, you, you, you yeah, write, yeah, your writing time is taken. You got to prioritize. Yeah, your writing time is what taken you get up paid with, for. It gets yeah. First. yeah, so uh, I'm gonna have some downtime. Hopefully, not too much downtime. <laughs> but I'm gonna have. That's. I'm just echoing what she's going on in her head right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have some some downtime. So. Uh, the fun stuff now will take priority. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we, we've got some stuff that we've been, I, where we met about yep. what, eight months ago, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We sat around a table of BPs talking about this. I'll and tell you one thing, that series Bible is fucking amazing. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah we just got to flesh it out and then uh, get her going. It's going to be so great. I'm so excited for uh, it. It's, I can't wait to help any way I can. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, I, anything you want to say to the to Fort McMurray in general? Thank you. That's it. Thank you to anybody that had touched my life here, and well, if 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 I was lucky enough to do the same, so thank you. Saskatchewan boy comes to, to Northern Alberta. It's a story for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the Newfie girl? Ah, uh, again, just echoing what Owen said. Thank you. I've had every opportunity here. I've had amounts of kindness I didn't even think were possible from other people. People have been there when I was up and picked me up off the floor when I was down so I owe Fort McMurray everything and I'm going to miss it terribly 
And I think it's safe to say on behalf of everyone in Fort McMurray, thank you guys, because I think you've changed this place <laughs> immensely. So for this episode of the YMM Podcast, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Nolan. I'm Janine. We'll see you next set. T-Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com.